The Loving Liberty Radio Network. Question authority. And when authority answers, Arch One Eyebrow and asks, Is that so? The Kate Daly Show starts now. Finally, in SEAL training, there's a bell. A brass bell that hangs in the center of the compound for all the students to see. All you have to do to quit, all you have to do to quit is ring the bell. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to wake up at 5 o'clock. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to be in the freezing cold swims. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to do the runs, the obstacle course, the PT, and you no longer have to endure the hardships of training. All you have to do is ring the bell to get out. If you want to change the world, don't ever, ever ring the bell. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. So glad you tuned in. That's all we can say. Tuesday. Uh, welcome, Uncle Milty. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, man. So, uh, the tally, a uh, big thank you to uh, Marley Myers and all the volunteers down here uh, in southern Utah, uh, working hard to get signatures for the referendum yesterday. Well, they're really still getting some last-minute uh, signatures, but uh, t- today's it. I mean, today's pretty much it. And um, Washington County was only asked to get... Uh, 6,700 signatures. That was what our portion of the tally would be, you know, regarding population. They got 13,000. Yeah, Yeah, that's nice, huh? Uh, They got 13,000. That's tough to do. I mean, every signature is talking to somebody and saying, this is what's going on. Because a lot of people just don't know. They got their head in the the clouds. (laughs) So... So nasty old smelly cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) this is why I love Uncle Multi. Anyway, um, so they are over the hundred and sixteen thousand, except if they try to remove signatures or they're rejected or you know all the games that the state plays. Isn't that sad? You know, it's sad that we're up against our own state that we have created. That that we're worried that they're going to play shenanigans. Exactly. That's a really sad state of affairs. Well, anyway. it, it doesn't say much for for our confidence in our government that no. we're really afraid that they would do something to so cheat we're going way on over. the signatures. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. We're so afraid that they're willing to cheat. How sad. Oh gosh. Uh, anyway, so they're getting the buffer today um, to put us well over 116,000. So there's just absolutely no problem, you yeah. know, with that. But. Um, you know, I, I mean, I like the the points that Ben McClintock brought up. I thought he brought up some valid points, too. This is really the only thing we can do right now against this, because your legislators um, and your state senators, all of them in um, Washington County, except for Travis Segmiller, um, betrayed you. Yep. <laughs> Completely betrayed you. And um, wanted to make sure they could divert the funds elsewhere. That was the biggest reason for the bill. Not just the taxes. People can sit there and debate the taxes. Right. Do you notice they're not debating really the diverting of funds? No, no they're not talking they're not. about that at uh-uh. all. They want you to stay on the taxes. Right. Oh, see, it's a tax cut with some tax increases. But it, believe me, it'll, it'll, it'll help you. It'll balance out. Yeah, it'll, it'll balance out. It'll help you. They're not telling you that it doesn't apply to everybody and that it's not going to work the way they're, they're telling you. And so even when your legislator says, and they have, trust me, um, well, of course, we've gone over the you don't understand what we know. <laughs> right. Um, but if they say to you, well, there are some things about the bill I like. Well, I'm sure there were. They had to put in a couple of little tiny selling points to make it look like they were doing mm-hmm. people a favor. <clears throat> of course, people are going to say that when your legislator or state senator says that laugh in their face and say you backed a bill that basically diverts funds and lets you have the piggy bank of your choice. This is not okay. And it also changed the language on providing an adequate, from the state point of view, education instead of um, 
giving them a cho- giving people a choice in their education. Mm-hmm. That's a big, huge piece as well that's not getting talked about at all. And I appreciate Ben McClintock bringing that into the conversation because there's a reason they changed the language. So we're not even covering everything. Like really, everybody wants to talk about the money side of this and the taxes, but that's not all. That's not all there is to it. And when they talk about the money side, they don't mm-hmm. necessarily know what they're talking about. I saw a lot of low-income people uh-huh. thinking, no, this is great. I get a tax cut. My income taxes are right. cut. You don't. If you're on food stamps, kiddo, you're not paying income tax. <laughs> exactly. So you didn't get a cut. Yeah. You got an increase because now you're going to pay taxes on your food, and you're not getting an income tax cut because you don't pay income tax. Beautiful. They Thank don't you. get it. Thank you for stating that. Thank you. I hope that I'm just going to let that sit for a second. I hope it resonates. Um, you're exactly right on that, Milty. Um, exactly right. So, so we have a big information problem and, and we also have a betrayal problem, um, because all of these people said to you, they, they weren't going to do this. Right. Well, I, I, I've talked about that enough. I know. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going, but I do want to say one thing about elected officials. And this is what I'm having a really tough time with. Um, if you hired somebody, let's say you owned a school and you wanted to hire a principal. Okay. You're going to look for certain attributes, Mm -hmm. and if those attributes sound nice, then you're going to go hire your friend, because you know your friend, right? Long, long history with your friend. Mm -hmm. Your friend becomes a principal, but he's not very, and this is a privately owned school, and and the friend's not very good. You're just noticing that that, um, some things are okay, but overall, it's just not doing a great job, let's say, as a principal. What do you do? I fire him. What? You're not allowed to fire him? Why? Because that means he's a terrible person. No, and if it doesn't. you do Oh yeah, and if you do that, you're saying that everything about him's horrible. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. What are you saying? I'm just saying, you know, maybe you're not cut out for this job. Right. You're a great guy, love you, you're my Yeah, best but you're just friend, not what I need. But you can't yeah. do this job. Right. I'm sorry. I thought you could. I gave you a shot. Yep. You failed. I might have to I have to I look have for to somebody else. You. This is this. That's not. I mean, this short illustration (laughs) (laughs) is really the biggest problem we have in politics is that everybody thinks that their their person is like we're attacking their mother. I mean, it is the most bizarre thing. It isn't. They're not. They're a nice person. They just shouldn't be in in uh, government. They shouldn't be a politician. Well, it's not even that in the private sector. It happens a million times a day. People get fired for not doing exactly, their job. Exactly. Why are politicians uh, exempt from that little feature? It's like you're. It's like you're. You've gone to attack their mother, and and they will sit there and staunchly defend them, and they'll get into the hardest debate over it. And I'm thinking, if somebody votes for the tax bill, let's say they voted to get the last one that we voted down on the ballot, which they actually, they actually could have said no to, but they did it anyway. And then they turn around and they vote again for another tax monstrosity. Would you think by that point in time that it's ready to say goodbye? You're not you're not probably what we need in the legislature or the state senator position. Uh, I'm in favor of one test before you qualify to be on a ballot. Okay, you have to define the one word that's important. What's that? Representative. Yeah. If you can't define that word. Yep. You're gone. Yep. If you're hunting for ways for the government to step in and solve a problem, you should not be in in government. That means that you're walking around trying to create bills. You're trying to do things that would involve more government when you promise to limit government. If you know it's not the proper role of government, what are you doing? So if this job isn't for you, if you don't have the cojones to stand up to anybody, if you can't say no, if you can't look at them threatening you with the last tax bill and saying, you know, if you don't vote for this tomorrow, uh, we're going to come up with a worse one. If you fall for stuff like that, you should not be in office. So it's okay. Go back to your other line of work. You'll be fine. And and let somebody else come in that that can do the job. I mean, I think this is such a simple idea. It's not attacking people personally, but I've noticed with this that it is a very, it becomes so personal to everything about them. There's a lot of people like Mayor Pike that I like on a personal level. 
he should never be the mayor of our the, this the St. George City ever be a mayor <laughs> because he doesn't understand the proper role of government. Why in the world did we hire him? And then why did we keep hiring him? So so nice guys, yes, but you'd get rid of a friend. I know you would. If it meant your company, you mm-hmm. would get rid of a friend that you hired. If and, and and you know what? You'd probably even stay friends. Maybe. Or maybe after a little while, who knows? They'll get over it. But just because you say this is not the job for you doesn't mean that you're tearing them apart. It just means that you're you're saying, "Oh my gosh, I've seen enough." And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work out. We just have a really hard time with this in America. I don't know what our problem is. It's like when they become the legislator or the state senator that they have this sort of like, uh, I don't know, like privilege of staying in that role for a really long time, like forever, as long as they want it, because they're a nice person. I don't understand that. I don't understand that line of thinking. Um, It's okay to tell somebody you're not right for this job. It's okay. You're not going to fall apart. Neither are they. Um, Wow. It's weird. It's bizarre. Um, We do have to talk about what Romney was saying. For the impeachment. I, can I just tell you something? Romney. Oh, Romney. Romney. This is what Romney said. If everything is an outrage, then nothing is an outrage. I'm sorry. Everything Trump does, he breathes and Rip Romney is outraged by it. When's he going to take his own advice? Never. Oh, Romney. If we could just stuff a sock in his mouth for like forever. Anyway, I I want to applaud um, Marley Myers, all the people that volunteered, all of you that spent 16 hours a day, 12 hours a day, three hours a day, took time out of your busy schedule to go down to collect signatures, to put packets together. Any of you citizens out there that decided that you would jump into this and help out. Um, Thank you. I think that's I think it's really great. And it says a lot about you on the tax referendum. And I hope we get it on the ballot. And I hope we don't forget how we feel right now about it. And I hope that we do not vote it in. That's my hope. (laughs) I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen, you know, you know, months from now. But let's just hope people remember. Um, I know that the politicians are feeling very uneasy right now. And they should. Mm. Every politician Except for Travis Sigmiller, he was having a baby that day, and he would have voted no. Uh, voted no on the bill, and a no, and not you know not being there on this case um, could have been the equivalent. You know, they didn't get the support from that legislator. But with that being said, um, they all voted yes, except for Travis Sigmiller, and they all have to go because of it. You know, the, the ones that voted for it. So just making sure everybody knows. Brad Last, Vickers, Ibsen, Snow, um, Brooks, they all voted for it. And and the fact is, we know that their constituency didn't want them to vote for it. Yes. Because just the year before, we voted against it. Yeah. So they voted, they backstabbed you and voted for it. So I just want everybody to, and then they added all this other stuff too. So I think it's time to let them all go. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. It's Ashley Home Store's Martin Luther King Day sale event. It has been extended for a few more days so you can save up to 20% on your entire purchase. Ashley is offering incredible 0% financing for up to 60 months OAC. That's up to five full years. During this holiday sale, find savings throughout the Ashley Home Store for every room in your home. With sofas, queen beds, and plush mattresses all starting at just $3.99. Looking for a sectional? Ashley has a huge selection, and they're all on sale. Imagine a new five-piece bedroom for you or that special bedroom the kids have always wanted. Even a new five-piece living room set. Each could be yours for as low as $20 a month with Ashley's 60-month 0% program. Martin Luther King sales event for a few more days at the Ashley Home Store of St. George. As always, locally owned and operated on Red Cliffs Drive next to Stadium 10. See store for details and pricing all financing OAC. You're going to love this Ashley Home 
this is Eric Schmutz, President and CEO of State Bank of Southern Utah. I have the opportunity to travel much of our amazing state, but nothing compares to the beauty of Southern Utah and the great people that work and live here. Recently, State Bank was recognized as one of the nation's best and brightest companies to work for. And locally, the bank was voted the best bank in Southern Utah. I'd like to thank our employees, our customers, and Southern Utah for your vote of support. We're proud to be Southern Utah's bank since 1957. Our business model is pretty simple. We hire good people, give them the authority to make decisions, and then let them take care of our customers. I hope that when your next financial need occurs, that you'll think of State Bank and choose to keep your money local. Remember, our roots are in Southern Utah, not just our branches. I invite you to come and experience the difference that we call hometown banking, and thanks again for your support. State Bank of Southern Utah, member FDIC. What's new? How about a new year and new ideas for fine-tuning your financial future? Listen to your family and your retirement with Abe Ashton Tuesday afternoon at 4.30 on Fox News Radio 93.1 and 1450 KZNU. This is Josh with Lionsgate, and for years we have been helping people find sobriety. We found that the family struggled just as much as our clients. That is why we have always offered a free family support group open to the public every week. If you have a loved one struggling with substance abuse and don't know what to do, come join us Wednesday night at 530 in St. George and Tuesday night at 530 in Cedar City. Lionsgate Recovery. We are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? Hey, Southern Utah, you know what they say, new year, new me. How about new year, new garage door? Are your garage doors old and beyond repair? For a limited time, Garage Doors Only is offering $100 off a brand new Clopay garage door. Look us up online at garagedoorsonly.com or visit our showroom at 689 North Bluff. Call us at 435-868-1200 for more details. And from our family to yours, have a happy new year. 2020 is the year of vision at the Zion Eye Institute, Southern Utah's premier eye care center. Their highly trained team of doctors and staff are excited to help you see the world in all its splendor in 2020. Zion Eye Institute has specialists to cover every area of eye care and eye surgery. They can provide you with all forms of vision correction surgery from multiple highly skilled and experienced fellowship trained surgeons. Using advanced techniques individually or in combination with each other, Zion Eye Institute's expert surgeons will customize your treatment and provide the safest and best results for your vision correction so if you're tired of the glasses and contacts remember 2020 is the year of vision at the zion eye institute which means it's the best time for you to get your free consultation and see how the zion eye institute can help schedule your appointment now at zioneye.com that's zioneye.com the zion eye institute the largest and most comprehensive eye care center in southern utah Mr. Wildfire, what can I get you today? Well, I'll have a toasted woodshake shingle sandwich, the backyard dry brush salad, and an old gazebo sundae sprinkled with precious photos and family heirlooms. Anything to drink, sweet pie? Yeah, carelessly stored paint dinner. Knowing what wildfire likes to eat is half the battle. Visit firewise.org to find out how you can help make your home more defensible against wildfires. Firewise.org, a public service brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
make sure you get over to Inside Out Hyperbaric Chambers. Uh, Inside Out Hyperbaric Oxygen is one of the most important nutrients to the human body, and it can alleviate pain and muscle tightness and anxiety and stress and depression. And I'm talking about anything from wounds and healing from surgery to cancer uh, to um, you name it. Uh, it's like the gold standard for wound healing and traumatic brain injuries. It's great for autoimmune, too, and Lyme disease and all these other infections that people get. Um, when you're getting that direct oxygen to the cell, it makes a huge, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, and you can even buy the machines, but you can go and you can uh, use these machines over at Inside Out Hyperbarics. Speeds up healing by almost 50%, reduces pain and inflammation, no side effects. It's, it's oxygen to your cells. I mean, for Pete's sakes, there's no side effects. This really is. And people, people are, it's wonderful, and people are realizing it. Um, so make sure that you get over to Inside Out Hyperbarics. You can go to insideouthyperbarics at gmail.com, and uh, you can actually, uh, um, you can. Well, you can ask questions there. You can go to Inside Out Hyperbarics um, online. They really are that good. They they have a new location. Make sure that you are um, uh, look them up online. They're awesome. They're awesome on what they're doing. And there's just so many testimonials to this too. You don't want to miss out on. But Inside Out Hyperbarics doing amazing things. Um, we even had a guest on for traumatic brain injury. PTSD and and uh, he was able to go back to to school and, and I just there's just so many success stories. Um, all right, uh, boy, 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 boy. I know it's going to be hard to get rid of all the all most you know ninety percent of all the legislators down here, but we're just going to have to do it. I I don't know of a better way to tell you what they're really about than if they voted for the tax bill or not. That tells me volumes. There were so many problems with the tax bill that I can't even believe that they would actually put their name on the line for it. But, but you know, the referendum numbers get sent in. We'll see where that lands. It should land on the ballot um, uh, come November. Let's hope that people will vote for uh, to remove it. Yeah. Completely. And then we'll see. Gosh, are they can do this again to us next year and make us scramble? Probably. Probably. That, they I did it last that, year, too. Yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. become the standard thing. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, they could have voted it down, and then it wouldn't have even been on the ballot. Mm-hmm. But Brad Last from Hurricane, again, got back on there and wrote that, and uh, and then they all voted for it, for it to be on the ballot, to give it its legs. And I remember being so angry about that. Well, the, and plus the state planned it by, mm-hmm. by uh, uh, voting to, or writing legislation that created them. Uh, the ability to have these secret sessions. Yeah, you know. so sickening. It's when they so do sickening. that, we knew that was wrong. Wait a minute. Yeah. Why did they need Well, they this? did it on, on emergency. Right, a, oh, yeah. a, Is taxation an emergency? Not hardly. Wow. And they and so why didn't the legislators go, I'm sorry, this is not an emergency. Why, yeah. Where are they? Where's the representation? You're not getting it. I'll tell you that much. Don't be bam- bamboozled by these guys that go, well, there was some good stuff in it. I don't care. It was 90% crap. Why in the world would you not even stand up and say, this is not okay? Um, so, oh, good grief. I don't know how many times we've got to be lied to, but I'm kind of tired of it, to tell you the truth. Aren't you tired of it? I'm so tired of it, I, I can't stand it. I know, me neither. I don't know what else to say anymore, other, other than please, please look at what they're doing. But I, th- I do think this tax referendum is waking people up, so that's good. Um Oh man! Um, so uh, so <laughs> this trial is going to be a very interesting trial. What do you think is going to happen? Just so curious. Well, I think what's going to happen is that the president's uh, not going to be convicted. Right, right. Uh, I I I don't see how they can. Mm-hmm. And I think actually they're afraid to. Right. Um, because the president has too much support across the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, for right. them to actually say we're kicking them out of office. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Um, huh. um, I, I just wanted to mention, I, I went up and gave a speech um, up to um, some elected officials running for governor. Uh, Greg Hughes was there. Jeff Birmingham was there. Um, Amy Winder. Uh, let's see who else. Um, boy, uh, uh um, Kim Coleman was there and uh, Chris and, and Burgess, who are both running for uh, the, the Congress seat against um, against the very, very liberal guy. <laughs> um, 
And it was very interesting, you know. I I kind of with that, with them in the audience, I and it went viral. So it's it, you can you can find it online. But I talked about the history of the proper role of government, and I know that can be a very boring subject. Mm. Everybody rolls their eyes, you know. I don't want to talk about the proper role. I just want to know what we're doing right now. Well, the proper role of government should give people the idea of what to do now. But it was interesting. I I was kind of pounding on the on the fact that what are you doing in office? Like, what kind of person are you? What do you what do you what are you there to do? Um, and I brought up leader and um, one of them said, well, Donald Trump's a leader, even if you don't think that we're leaders or that we should be leaders. And even Donald Trump really isn't supposed to be the leader of the country. Being in charge of government should never give you anything but being in charge of government. It's supposed to be a very boring job if it was done correctly. And so and so, um, I actually really like Trump, and I actually want him to stay because I, I think putting him in that swamp was a good move for us. There wasn't anyone else that I would have put into that swamp. Uh, to represent us. But again, just overall, the, the role of these governors, the role of these these Congress people is not to be a rock star. It's to be somebody that just sits around and protects liberty. That means you just basically say no to any, everything that 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 power mongers want to come and do. That, yeah. That's such an easy thing. Right. But we get caught up in, in making a name for ourselves. So I was doing this talk and then I had to interview all the candidates. And, you know, I asked him, you know, what's a globalist? How do you feel about globalism? Does the deep state exist? Yeah, I asked him a lot of questions. Um, you know, what would you do in office if a think tank, unelected think tank, gives you a bill? Mm-hmm. Would you even would you even give it the time of day? Would you read it? Would you even think about passing that off in your name? And it was so interesting. Um, you could tell they felt after I gave the speech because it, it really outlined the problems that we've had since the inception of the Constitution and people trying to gain power <laughs> and grow the government. It was interesting how some of them kind of backtracked into like, oh, gosh, you know, what do we say after that? Just because we just got a lecture on limited government, you know, and you can't you can't use the same lingo. You can't get up there with your platitudes after that. That's for I'm sure. I'm a proven leader, and I would like to. I would like to give uh, you know people legislation that they can back. And no, that's not your job. You're not supposed to do that. And so it was really kind of fun. Actually, I had a fun time getting to know the candidates. And I have to say that most of the candidates are people I I, I probably wouldn't vote for for a multitude of reasons. Um, they don't. I think that that leaving vague answers as far as to, you know, what you're either principled or you're not. So vague answers I don't like, politician answers right. I don't like, this the smooth politician that's been in in a while that tries to appear like a renegade but isn't. I, I, I'm hoping that we see through all of that. And I'm hoping um, that somebody uh, emerges that that sees it. Well, they for me the, the the first time they show that they're timid at all, uh-huh. they're done. Yep. Because to fight this, you mm-hmm. cannot be timid. Right. You need to be able to stand up in that government hall with your fellow legislators and say, "You people are wrong." Yeah, and stand up alone. Yes, alone. Yeah. And start convincing the other legislators why they're wrong and to change their vote. Yeah. That's yeah. what's supposed to happen. It never does. Right, right. It was funny. You know, I always ask the president question. We always laugh about this on the show because it's always, you know, the president question is, you know, what president stuck by the Constitution? What president do you admire for that reason? Right. And inevitably, everybody always says Reagan. And it always makes me laugh. Not because I, I dislike Reagan. Who, who doesn't like Reagan? I mean, my right. gosh, he was he's great. I play his clips all the time. But I have to differentiate. I like Reagan's personality. I like I like Reagan for the reasons that you probably like him, too. But it wasn't as if we stuck to the Constitution in the 80s. I mean, that was not what we did. And and so to, to think that we did, you know, if I had to go back and look at a president's besides George Washington, that's kind of the given answer. <laughs> but besides that, um, and if I looked at some of the founders as presidents, but... But really and truly, like uh, Harding and Coolidge actually really tried to stick to it. They really actually tried to reduce government. But they don't get that name in the history books, see? Nobody ever talks about them in the history books. And, and now they're getting a little far back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, JFK tried to expose the CIA. I like him for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But government-wise, 
He believed in more government. He was a Democrat. He believed in offering government solutions to everything. But if you really want to go back to the presence, I'm always impressed with people that would name Harding or Coolidge just because you, you've got a couple of presidents there that whose track record is probably better than most in reducing government, reducing foreign entanglements, reducing down just a little bit. Uh, not that they could do a whole lot. What really irritates me uh-huh. are the people that say, well... The president didn't do this, and he didn't do this, and he didn't do this, and he didn't do that. But, in fact, he doesn't have the authority to do those things. So how do you fault a president for not doing something that he really uh, constitutionally doesn't have the authority to do? Exactly. But people do it all the time. I got into I got dragged in by a troll yesterday on Facebook. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Just on that kind of a Did subject. He, he had a whole list of things that the president has done wrong. Mm-hmm. But they all, he had the, he didn't have the authority to do any of those things, right. see? Right. So, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say he didn't do anything about it. Right. Because he can't. Yeah. Congress has to do it. Right. They right. don't. If he's honoring his true role. Right. Yeah. And that's where it gets really tricky. See, the media has taught us to only focus on the name Trump right now. And it's really been dangerous for us because every conversation then involves Trump is to blame or Trump is the hero. Right. Well, that's not necessarily true nope. either. And uh, and so um, I just, you know, in the 1800s, we got all of our money from tariffs and land sales, frontier land sale. Okay, And it was passive income and it was very low because the federal government was very small. And then we got Roosevelted. Now, that's a (laughs) that's a president. We got Wilson and Roosevelted. Those are two presidents that did an amazing amount of harm. Okay, and they they allowed uh, the socialism um, to come in. They allowed they they talked us into doing things that we are still contending with. Okay, then our income changed from tariff and land sale frontier land sale to then uh, income tax, social security, and corporate tax. Complete change, Hmm. and our federal government gained more and more power every year because they got more and more money. The real irony is that people talk about Roosevelt like he was a great president. Ugh, he was such a great president that because of him, we instituted term limits on the presidency. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, that's That's how great he was. Yeah, that is such the truth. Uh, do you remember George Costanza? What's his name? Uh, Jason Alexander. He was on the radio once. I was listening. I just happened to be listening to a show. I just happened to catch um, where he was. He, he was just glowing about Roosevelt. Just oh, Roosevelt. Yeah. He changed America. Yeah, he changed America for the worse. And so the 1900s have been about federal power increasing and and uh, and and the Supreme Court doing things it was never intended to do other than um, give you an opinion. I think it was Madison that said the Supreme Court's the weakest of the three because it's not about force and it's not about will. It's about just judgment. How far? How, how bad can they do if they're just offering judgment? Well, let me tell you how bad they can be. They can be so bad that people now think they offer rulings across yeah. the country. That's how bad. That's how bad and twisted our thinking is. Be right back on the K Daly Show. This is Josh with Lionsgate, and for years we have been helping people find sobriety. We found that the family struggled just as much as our clients. That is why we have always offered a free family support group open to the public every week. If you have a loved one struggling with substance abuse and don't know what to do, come join us Wednesday night at 530 in St. George and Tuesday night at 530 in Cedar City. Lionsgate Recovery. We are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Ogden's Flooring and Design is clearing out all of 2019 to bring in 2020. All in-stock items are priced to move and clearance items are up to 60% off. Remnants start at just $99. All types of flooring are 0% interest for 12 months OAC. And carpet has a lifetime labor warranty. This is Jill at Ogden's Flooring and Design. Come experience our showroom complete with furniture, window coverings, and more. Everything from your floor to ceiling. We've got you covered. We're near Costco on 850 North. See you soon. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I just can't take this kid anymore. Uh-oh, are you having problems with Dawson again? Man, I thought he would grow out of this, but he lies to us all the time, and he just sits in the basement playing video games. He says he's even got anxiety. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, what the heck is that anyway? Like, this kid's life's really that hard? Come on. Well, you know, life really is different for kids these days. What did you guys do to help Gavin? It was Life Launch Centers. I mean, he struggled for years, and we thought it was just his personality... But really, we just needed to learn some emotional tools. Tools? Like what? Like what it means to be emotionally hijacked. How to talk out the stories in your head. And really, the distress tolerance tools helped a ton. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it took some dedication from all of us. But he's doing great now, and it was totally worth it. You can actually overcome anxiety and depression in just two to three months with group counseling at Life Launch Centers. Don't wait until they fail in life. Get them the tools they need to successfully launch into life. Start by calling 833 833- 803-3883. Hey, Southern Utah, you know what they say, new year, new me. How about new year, new garage door? Are your garage doors old and beyond repair? For a limited time, Garage Doors Only is offering $100 off a brand new Clopay garage door. Look us up online at garagedoorsonly.com or visit our showroom at 689 North Bluff. Call us at 435-868-1200 for more details. And from our family to yours, have a happy new year. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show on St. George News Radio. Are you suffering with symptoms like fatigue? Do you wake up in the morning more exhausted than you did when you went to bed? Are you always the freezing cold person in the office? Have you gained weight? Is your hair dry and brittle? You don't have to suffer anymore. I can help you. Nearly 70% of people suffering with low thyroid actually have a different disorder called Hashimoto's disease. That's why even if you're already on medication to treat a low thyroid disorder, you need to call me. Call today for a free consultation. 855-55-RIVER. RedRiverHealthAndWellness.com. Chiropractic Physicians. Now is the time to take care of your heating system during the New Year's Savings Event with Air Care Professional. Whether you need a heating system tune-up or want to turn your garage, casita, or master bedroom into a comfortable hangout, Air Care Professionals can help you with a ductless Mitsubishi electric heating and cooling system and get up to $300 off and 0% equipment financing options OAC. This is the best deal of the year. With offers like these, beat the rush and call Air Care Professionals today, 628-2423 or online at aircarepros.com. Voted best of Southern Utah. If you're like me, you don't go to the dentist. You don't want to waste your time or your money. I get it. Then I met Dr. Bergman. He owns Red Hills Dental here in St. George. He knew I love classic cars, and he told me, hey, think of my mouth like a car. Sometimes it needs an oil change, and other times it'll need a full restoration. Of course, my teeth deserve the same attention, he said. So now, after a 60-point inspection and some minor repairs, my smile is restored. If you've been avoiding the dentist for whatever reason, visit with Dr. Bergman at Red Hills Dental. He'll take care of you. Red Hills Dental. Go to sgsmiles.com. NASCAR crashes Las Vegas. Big damage on Kurt Busch's car. February 21st through 23rd. It had a lot of smoke in the cockpit. It's high stakes and insane speed at America's Racing Showplace. He'll pinch Joey Logano to the middle group. Pennzoil 400 weekend tickets are going fast at lvms.com. Or call 800-644-4444. Cash in big and leave Las Vegas a winner. NASCAR's fastest weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. You know, I lost weight to Dr. Diet, and uh, and I'll tell you something, they're good. They're really good. You've got to go to Dr. Diet. If you're needing some help right now in curbing the appetite, maybe maybe an appetite suppressant is what you need right off the bat, or maybe uh, maybe you need some of their fat blaster shots uh, to help you, um, and you won't even feel it, I promise. It's, so, it's such an easy one to take. I'm squeamish, but <laughs> it was just fine. Uh, make sure that you're getting over to Dr. Diet. They're doing some tremendous things over there with people, and they're
they're really helping people get to their goals quickly. And that really is the catalyst, quickly. And, you know, what you can do on your own compared to what you can do when you get somebody that understands your body type and knows how to help you attack it, total, total, huge, big difference. Uh, get over to Dr. Diet. They have specials going on right now. Um, and you can help keep those New Year's resolutions. If you vowed to, to be healthier and to take your health into control, this would be the place to go. They're on the boulevard. 628-DIET is the phone number. 628-DIET. Um, and, uh, and, and tell them we sent you. In fact, um, they have buddy passes, you know, like you can take a friend or a spouse, do it together. That's always best anyway. Um, but I would really recommend going there. Uh, they really are great. Fantastic, actually. I tell people about them all the time off the air, too. Um, Dr. Diet uh, Wellness Center, fantastic people that know what they're doing. Um, so let's, let's talk about this, because in my speech, I talked about this, and I thought this was kind of shocking for people to realize. In Salt Lake City in the year 1950, they had about 186,000 people, okay, that covered that whole uh, district. We're not talking about metropolitan. That, they, they like to do that when they cover the whole area. This is just, met, this is Salt Lake City. 186,000 people. The budget was $7.6 million, okay? $7.6 million for, for 186,000 people. That was 1950. That was $40 per person. $40 per person. Okay. When you get to 2019 or 2018, the budget passed, I think it was last year, uh, was 301 million, up from 7.6, 301 million. And guess what? They only grew about 20,000 people, give or take, because the numbers are kind of skewed between 180,000 and 200,000 right. people. And so they didn't gain a whole lot of population, but boy, did the, did the uh, city uh, bill go up. And so how much is it per person with 301 million? 1,500. Adjust the original 1950 $40 for uh-huh. inflation. Back in 1950, sure. In 19 that would be 430 So it still went up almost $1,100 per person. Wow. Wow. And if, and if, honestly, I'm glad you brought up the inflation because if you bring up inflation in this, because people go, well, today's dollars, mm-hmm. you don't get what you used to get. Okay. So if you took the $7.6 million, um, back in 1950, that is worth about 86 million now. So why in the world? Okay. And this is during a time of tremendous government growth. Now I just want to mention that because in the 1800s, you wouldn't have seen anything no, like that. No, no. Um, so 7.6 million was after they implemented roads, after they implemented all of the, the goodies going back and forth with the feds and way more government insistence on on becoming part of things okay so 7.6 million isn't like it was back in constitution time this is how we used to view government this is back in the throes of gaining government right after world war ii and so um so it went up so it's so the inflation 86 million dollars even with inflated numbers the fact that we got they got to 301 million in salt lake oh Where, my gosh what's the all the other money doing what's the yeah. two million dollars two million and Ten dollars. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. Now let me let me tell you this: the city budget, the city wasn't it like a, around two hundred million for the city? Wasn't like one hundred and ninety million, and then it went up from there a little bit here, here. in St. George, but we only have what seventy seven thousand mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Just 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 to kind of give you some numbers, you know, people ask all the time from the eighteen hundreds to the nineteen hundreds, why did it grow so much? Why did how was government allowed to grow? Um, well, several things happened. Um, war happened, okay? And war is a money generator, but it's also a great way to um, provide more legislation for people and more government for people uh, based on the fear of war, okay? Um, also, it was this. Now, this will surprise people. Um, back when roads were being, you know, kind of talked about, before, it was the farmers that would build a bridge or build a road, okay? Um, and then it segued into cities and counties, but prison labor was used to do the roads, okay? Prison labor and farmers and people just, people worked together to construct these things. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be beholden to more government. And, uh, but they did allow the prisoners to work on them. Okay, so they stopped doing that. 
And then it went to uh, the Good Road Initiative in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Good Road Initiative was really bicyclists, really um, wanting, uh, you know, looking at at roads. Okay, when the war happened, when both wars happened, one of the caveats of, of, of expressing this this dire need for the feds to get involved with roads and use this new income they had was the fact that we had to make sure that we could transport stuff across the country for wartime. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the big that was the big push. The other push was mail delivery. Yeah, we've gotten there, but we need it to be easier. Okay? We need it to be easier. We need better roads for it to be easier. So it's, I, I, th- I think one of the most prevailing reasons as to why we added legislation and why we added government and why we added all of these entanglements with the feds, especially roads, because I think it was in 1950 when, um, it wasn't it 50 or 30 when, when Governor Henry Blood from our state went to the feds and got $57 million for roads. By the, back then, that was unheard of. Okay. So that provided a lot more entanglement too. Um, but it was impatience. They didn't want to wait. They didn't want to wait. So the war and the mail gave them the reason that you don't have to be patient any longer and do this yourself. Just kind of like how we could have gotten ourselves out of the the Great Depression on our own without Roosevelt's help. We actually could have done it. It would have taken more time, though. People became extremely impatient. That's why. Well, and it it happened throughout Mm -hmm. our economy. Even the consumers. Right. Right. Got impatient. Revolving credit yes, came about. Yes, this is about. when Eddie Bernays and his yeah. it is heyday I mean, I, selling I mean, and marketing. My grandparents mm-hmm. never ever had any debt in their life. If Patience they couldn't was, pay for mm-hmm. it and save for it and pay for it, they did not have it. Period. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you save for a long time. Them. Nope, nope. But you save for a long yes. time to have something, and you wore it out. And you used it until it no longer was functional. So Eddie Bernays, the the marketeer of the 1900s, basically talked us into extending credit, getting things now, getting the new car, even Mm -hmm. though the last one wasn't worn out. You know, all of these. And we're all guilty of it. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying I'm guilty of it, too. Um, We all became more impatient and we wanted what we want and we want it now. If you ever have to wonder why your city will represent a pool for twenty five million dollars. Why do they want it? Because everybody wants it, even though a city might only have 10,000 people that's voting on that $25 million. The people that want it want it because they want it now because they don't want to have to say no to it. They want what they want and they want it now, kind of like a two-year-old on on, on steroids. Instead of waiting um, and instead of making sure that a city could accommodate said pool, right? Um, and here's the deal. Government has no authority to run a pool. So, so you already have that. I'm, 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 that's already a given for me. Otherwise, I would have brought it up first. But that's already a given. But the problem is, is that people get insistent. Then the people say, it's our money, and we want you to do with it what we want you to do with it. But we want it now, and we'll pay for it later. But you, when kids. you say the people... It's usually a minority. Huge that, minority. You're that right. That wants that. You're right. It's a huge, huge minority. So, um, so when they did the big road, I just have to say, I have to say this because I think this is so intriguing. When they did the big road across the country, it was called the coast to coast rock, you know, road, and it didn't sound very nice, right? It sounded like you were going to be hurtling a bunch of rocks. Okay. Well. Um, uh, a guy named Carl Fisher from Indiana, a businessman, came up with the idea of having a highway spread from one coast to the other. And he did this because he wanted to promote patriotism. That was the whole idea about it. It was like, let's promote a, a unity amongst the states. And we should have this this big road from one end of it to the other. And uh, would the states have eventually figured this out or have done this? Sure. But Carl came along and said, no, we need this now. Okay, and this is a good expenditure. So a car company called Packard Motor gave him some money for it. And that's what got him in the headlines. That's what got him some notoriety. And then, of course, the feds jumped on board because this was kind of a new meal ticket for the feds. If they were over parks and roads, okay, all over the country and came up with, quote unquote, federal reasons to do so and take it out of the state's hands, then they could grow their power and grow their, you know, grow their spending and their and everything. And so I always find that kind of intriguing how things happen. But that's that's how that's how we came with all of our entanglements to roads. That's how we came by having all the entanglements to parks, national parks. The states were very much well equipped to handle this on their own, the, their own state parks for their own state. OK, 
National parks, quote unquote, came about because they wanted to be national. They wanted it to be federal. And we allowed it. We allowed it because we were impatient and we thought and we didn't know the proper role of government. We decided to give them the legs they were looking for. And then they got part then then they got to be part of education because they wanted to be because they gave themselves authority to do that. And it has snowballed from there. And so if we don't identify what brought us to this point, our behaviors, our uh, ignorance, um, just like the they should never be in charge. Government was never meant to be in charge of utilities. Now, I know some of you are like, nah, that's government's role. Nah, that was never government's role. They weren't supposed to be in charge of utilities. Are you kidding? What a moneymaker. Why do you think it is that we're over in the Middle East vying for pipelines for utilities, vying vying for gas, vying for all of these things that people have to use every day because there's money in it. This is why the government wanted to take it over. They wanted to regulate it and price control it out to you, the citizen. Well, imagine how high our utility bills would be if the government didn't control the utility. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, my old utility bill is about a fourth of what it is because my utility bill now is Mm city-run. And it's a monopoly, and I can't get out of it. That's right. And so, you know, we have a huge problem in America thinking that all these things that are supposed to be done by government, they're never supposed to be done by government. We were never supposed to be okay with that. The Founding Fathers be rolling in their graves to know to know that. Well, the, the thing that amazes me is when you can look right here in St. Mm-hmm. George and see the difference I know. between a Dixie Escalante yeah. bill and a city electric bill. Right, right. How can that possibly be that people exactly. are still allowing that to happen? Exactly. And Get so the city out. Yep. So let me tell you, when I was interviewing the candidates, one thing that kept cropping up was I asked them how they prepared for the role. What did you do? What did you actually do to prepare yourself to understand principles? And here were some of the answers. Now, I want you to see if you can. I know you can because I know this audience well, but you, you, I know you can see through this. If your qualifications are, and I heard this uh, multiple times, that you've been in government before, city government, or you've been in government before, that isn't a qualification. That just means that you've learned to play the game. I'm talking about the qualification of knowing principles. How do you know good government principles? The very principles we're talking about right now. What government's supposed to do and what it's not. Telling me you were a former city council person or that you've been, you know, even Speaker of the House in Greg's position, any of those positions does not tell me you know the proper role of government. It just tells me that you have a lot of relationships and that you, and let me give you a reason. If somebody says to me, well, I was in, I was in a city council and I um, was able to drop the budget $12 million. If you go look at that Salt Lake budget that we were talking about, $301 million, it's nice that you want to drop it $12 million. That's great. Except that do you understand the proper role of government moving forward that the reason it ballooned from, say, with inflation, 86 million to 301 million is because we can't say no to big government? Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to solve problems with more government? You shouldn't be solving the opiate crisis. You shouldn't be solving what they call now attainable housing instead of unaffordable. You shouldn't be solving all those problems with government. So unless you know that, you haven't prepared adequately for government, your role in government. If you keep trying to see every problem through the lens of how can I solve it in your role, you, you should never be going into office. You're well, the wrong guy. And you also have to look at the actual concept mm-hmm. behind all of it. Yeah. The, the concept behind all of it is very simply redistribution of wealth. Yes, exactly. Like Amy, I remember Amy was telling me, well, I'm, I've been in government forever. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't, my family's been in government. Well, no, tell me about your principles. Don't tell me that, that you've contributed to this mess. Tell me how, what you feel it needs to go back to. Um, and so the big disconnect is how to look for a candidate. Well, all the candidates will say, I believe in the proper role of government. It's just that their version of the proper role of government will be very different than yours. That's the problem. They're not identifying the principle. They're just telling you a resume. The resume doesn't tell me anything. The resume just tells me that they like doing what they're doing and what they're doing is what's not working in America. So unless we have a big old come to Jesus moment here, nobody's going to understand what they're supposed to do in office if they can't dial it back to principles. Uh, Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. I hope you stay with us.
Balance of Nature will be hosting a free lecture in your area on how you can reach your health and nutritional goals in 2020. Dr. Douglas Howard will be the speaker at the event, which will take place on Wednesday, January 22nd at the Dixie Center at 6 p.m. This is not a sales lecture. This education has influenced my life, my family's lives, and the lives of my audience in New York City, which is the largest radio market in the world, and I know it can make a difference in your life, too. All attendees will receive a complimentary Balance of Nature travel set, and all will be registered to win a Balance of Nature whole health system free for an entire year. For tickets to the free event, call one 800 2468 750